Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast. As always, my name is Adam. I'm Joe. And I'm Johnny. And we are guaranteed to be right at least twice a day because that is the motto of the Broken Clock Podcast. Gentlemen, welcome. I'm glad they were all able to be holding our sneezes for the next hour and a half. Well, so, we'll see. I can't yeah. make any guarantees. No, I'm telling you, that's what you have to do. It's oh. like, I'm a little sniffly today. You've got something going on. John, I think you're just catching it. I'm okay. You coughed earlier, so I'm a little worried about you. I cough. No, I mean, you're now it. caught in a room with two people that are festering with disease. I'm yeah. not festering with a disease. I just have allergies. Like, I'm festering a, with yeah, disease. Yeah, you're festering with disease. And I, I have the desk to protect me from you. Uh-huh. Um, the the desk catches all diseases. I'm also just talking the pop filter. So hopefully yeah. that's absorbing everything. Don't ever let anyone burn this pop filter afterwards. Okay. No, I used it last contained. podcast. I sneezed all over it. John, another, uh, at least you're, were you Oh, and actually, no, time? Tyler did. I used that one. Uh, yep. But um, luckily, I, I think I might be able to contain it with my code vein blood type O uh, game fuel, G fuel that That's I right. drank, drank beforehand. Some, you drank some blood before you came in here. How was that? Uh, bizarre tasting. And... So explain what that was because you just rattled off a lot of words that make almost no sense unless you put them in context. <laughs> I, it was That was the context. I bought code vein type O negative G fuel. <laughs> Which is a supplement of some kind? I guess. I just thought it was like a bogus powder. like powder energy drink thing. But apparently you guys are saying it's actual like uh, protein powder type exercise shit. Some kind of thing. So G Fuel is a natural energy drink created by some company uh, that is used for esports athletes. And it increases energy focus and endurance without the use of toxic chemicals. Yeah, there, so, yeah, go. there you go. So a... hopefully it's fighting off the disease inside of me. Yeah. It was uh, it was a hair dryer plus water <laughs> equals... A lightning bolt? Equals it's lightning sponsored bolt. by PewDiePie, KSI, and... Doctor Disrespect. It's sponsored by a phase and yeah. When you go to the when you go to the website, it has like each of them have their own flavor type thing. Those are some terrible people to be associated with this product. (laughs) Um, And now it's in your body. uh, Well, this one's just sponsored by Code Vein. Oh yeah, here's the stupid Doctor Disrespect one. Uh Yeah, it's black on blackberry. I think it was. It's a fucking two hundred and fifty dollar energy drink shaker. Good lord. What is that? Just like secondhand on. No, know, this that's... is on the G Fuel website. Yikes. What? Yeah. What? Does it come with like a lifetime supply of the stuff? No, it's just... Or at least a, like a subscription to his Twitch channel or something? I don't know. But, um, I mean, it, it tasted just like uh, a kind of bitter like Kool-Aid type flavor. Yay, bitter cool. That's what we all want. Bitter Kool-Aid. Well, I mean, like, I was expecting when I bought it, I was just like, oh, it's supposed to just be some sort of, like, fucking energy drink. So, like, energy drink stuff doesn't ever really taste good. You know? No. Like, Monster Energy and Red Bull do not taste good. I, I don't know. I, I like the monsters that I drink. I, like, I, I drink them more. I don't, I don't think they're, like, tasty. Yeah, I think they do the job. <laughs> like, they, they don't taste awful, but they don't taste good. No, Red Bull's gross. Some of the monsters are pretty gross, but, mm. I, I mean, I guess... It's dependent on the person. Yeah. Uh, did have a weird aftertaste. It did. But it also had, like, just the weird powder to drink aftertaste. Like, the, like, high seas that you put in water bottles that come in the little tubes kind of have that aftertaste, too, just because it's not, like, fully, uh, like, disintegrated into the water yet. Yeah. They uh, did have your little blender ball bottle, so mm-hmm. they were able yeah, to shake it up real good. Sh- mixer. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
Um, she you weren't cup. using Manchester tap water, so that was smart. No, I used bottled water. I'm Good. drinking Manchester tap water now, though. Oh, it's all right. It's filtered. Yeah, uh, but eh, eh, I, I don't know if I feel any different. It might just be because I felt sick beforehand. Yeah, do you feel normal as opposed to pepped because you were sluggish and now... I'm feeling kind of shaky. <laughs> But I don't know if that's just because I feel sick or if that's because of the stuff. Well, you shouldn't have swallowed the blender ball. I feel like that was your first mistake. No, that's true. You can I shouldn't have also just started hammering the uh, powder just down. Yeah. Not mixing any more of it. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, Joe, when you're all fueled up with your G Fuel, you're playing games, obviously, because that's what it's for. So what did you play this week? Uh, let's see. This week, uh, I finished up the Surge. Okay. How was it? Uh, good. I enjoyed Surge-like. it. Like, you ready uh, for Surge Two? I are, and then I started Surge Two. Oh, okay, so you are ready. I had well, I, I played some of Surge Two before when I got it. Like yeah. I just kind of popped it in and played like the opening area just to see what it was like. Um, and now I've like sunk about like ten to fifteen hours into it. I'm not entirely sure, um, but I, I still enjoy it. I don't think it's as polished as the first game. Bizarrely enough, like there are aspects of it that are better, but other aspects that are like not nearly as good yeah um i think i kind of understand why like i think the combat is much better in this one but i think the overall rpg mechanics aren't as good uh because they changed up a lot of the stuff and how uh you like get new equipment and how you like use the equipment uh in the first game you just got tons of you would get implants that you could put into and they had like different effects uh for abilities that you could do in the game things like you know how much life you have how much energy you have uh, how fast it generates uh, health power-ups um and other things including damage output and um like how well you block kind of thing uh you would get tons and tons of different implants that you could uh, use in that game this one they give them to you very sparingly uh, they seem kind of a little bit more deliberate I think that's just because people were probably like overwhelmed by the amount of implants you could get in the original game, and now with the sequel, they're like, oh, "All right, we'll we'll tone it down a little bit, make yeah. it a little bit more manageable." I kind of liked having like a massive amount of choice of how I want to customize my character. Now this one, it feels very. They give you the ones that you're just going to use. Like I don't feel like I'm choosing things. Like, oh, well, obviously I'm just going to use these five kind of thing, and all these other ones. I'm like, well, what's the point? Because they're not nearly as good or mix and matchy as the other one was. Wasn't this too where it wasn't the first game where you could be you were creating your own character, and this one there? No, the first one had a set character, and this gotcha. one you have a okay. creative character. Oh, so that's all right. Because I was going to say that makes sense that before you had your own made up character, so they gave you a million options and a million slots and a million things you could do with it. And now that it's a set character, it makes sense that they're limiting what you can do, uh, but it's not that. So that's silly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and also the different armor sets. I feel like there were a lot more in the original game than in this one. Mm-hmm. And once again, you get the ones that are like, clearly I'm just going to use this one because this one has the best ability. Uh, I, I started off with one. I got, you know, in the other game, they just threw armor sets at you all over the place. This one, you, I got, you know, five of them for the first, you know, ten hours of the game that I was playing. And it was very clearly, you're just going to use this one because it's the best one. Yeah. And it didn't really matter your play style. This one had the best, uh, like, defense output as well as, like, uh, additional abilities that you could use from using this suit. Um so it was the kind of thing where uh, in the other one, I constantly was like, oh, this one looks cool. This one has a cool ability. This one does a cool thing. It also like it made mixing and matching a lot better because in the original game, like I was saying with the um, 
the um, implants that you could get, they also had a lot of other effects um, that are now just part of set bonuses from wearing a set of suit of armor in this one. So, like, the other one, the only really difference between the suits was defense output uh, that you could get. Like, speed, like, your character movement speed and defense output. In this one, there are certain abilities that are tied to the suit as long as you're wearing a complete set. So, you could mix and match suits in the other one. So, you could, like, mix and match the legs and the arms and the head and the chest piece. Yeah. Um, to and max have, out what you want. To max out what yeah. you want. In this one, you get the thing where you have to comp- equip that full set if you want to get the bonus abilities that you would normally have gotten from the implants in the other one. So, say if you want to do something like there's one, uh, there was an implant you could get in the other game where every time you did an execution on a character, you gain life. In this game, you have to wear a full set of a certain set of armor to get that ability. And now I feel like I'm just stuck wearing that suit of armor now because I want that ability. And it's the kind of thing where like I can find another set that has higher de- defense, but I won't get that ability if I equip the full set. I have to be wearing this one with like a lower defense. Yeah. And it's like, now I feel like I'm... Uh, like chained to this suit of armor. Yeah. So the the you you can do your create a character like you said, but creating the loadout of your character feels a lot more restrictive, like, restrictive yeah. than the other one, which is kind of disappointing. No, it's the opposite of what you want because if you're going to create your own guy, then you want to customize like in the best way possible. At least I mean that's what I would normally think. Mm-hmm. So it it stinks that it's just kind of like oh yeah we. We know most people don't really switch that often or don't really equip multiple things, so we're just going to limit and focus on other things, which like I get, but it does kind of suck. Yeah, and like I said, I kind of understand why they did it, because if you're not someone like me who likes to be able to min-max, mix around things, yeah. I'm sure there were a lot of people playing the original game that were like, I'm overwhelmed with options of how to like set up my character. I wish it was more toned down. Yeah. I feel like this game is more for those people as opposed to me who like to change everything up and move everything around um but i even without that like it's still a pretty fun game like um i don't think like the voice acting is nearly as good as the other game the other game didn't exactly have stellar voice acting anyways but this one is like very very bad um but it's like dark souls the story is secondary it's something that you kind of have to piece together if you're interested in it as opposed to it being just thrown at you so mm-hmm. it's not like it's super important because uh, it's more about just kind of the gameplay um, but uh, I, I'm still enjoying it I just don't think it's as good as the first one mm. which is you know disappointing yeah you always want the sequel to be at least on par if not better than the first one yeah yeah uh, and then also uh, it's not really a game but I've been playing well I've been using an app <laughs> I was gonna say if, you, if it's not a game then you weren't playing it's kind of a game, is okay. the thing. Uh, the, uh, me and John are taking a trip to Japan uh, at the end of December, and I thought, well, maybe I should learn some Japanese before then, or yeah. at least you know start learning Japanese, so I have some sort of idea of what the hell I'm doing when I get over there. Uh, so I downloaded an app called Duolingo, which yeah, yeah. is a, a language Rosetta Stone style, like learning different languages thing. Yeah, I've heard their ads on other podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> I feel uh, like you shouldn't mention them. They're not giving us any money. This podcast this. sponsored by G no. Fuel and Duolingo. No. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we've put out way too many brands here to, to not be getting some scratch. So if uh, you're a representative for Duolingo or, or G, G Fuel, Fuel yeah. give yeah. us that scratch. Give us that coin and I'll make Joe drink all kinds of weird stuff <laughs> and, and review it in a different language. But I've been, uh, I've been using the Duolingo app and it's weird because 
I when I downloaded it, I was like, all right, this is something that will teach me another language. I download it, and it actually is more of a game in a way. Like it's a game designed to help you try and learn the language, or it's it's helping you learn the language by framing it as a game. Duolingo. It makes learning fun. But uh, Joe doesn't like that. Well, no. It, it's the problem is that I'm playing it like a game and not trying to like learn the things. Yeah, like, you're not I'm, retaining any of the knowledge. You just want to get the highest score by memorizing the questions. Yeah, and maybe that's the point. Like maybe that's the trick to it. Yeah, that it's it's like somehow supplanting the information in my head by making me do that because there have been points where things will come up and I'll be like, oh, I know that. I knew. I know what that. Uh, kanji is it's not kanji hiragana. it's hiragana um so i know what that symbol means um but for the most part it'll just be you know they'll put a symbol up there and they'll say you click on it and it says what what does this symbol say but you click on it and it says the, the you know it gives you like three options at the bottom but then you just click on it and it says it so already right there i'm like okay it's just kind of giving me all the answers the thing like just kind of throws the answers at you which maybe that's just to help it like retain in your brain by not making you think that hard. You make it easy and that way you absorb it better. I'm not really sure how language processing works in the brain, but I'm just hammering through it going like trying to just get it done as quickly as possible. And like John said, like get the highest score because it retains all the information. It tells you like, Oh, good job. You did it. But I feel like I'm not actually learning anything. Well, that's why I was saying, write it down instead of like using the multiple choice. Like if it's like, you know, what is ha? Like, write down the character for ha. Yeah, just, of, like, write it over and over again kind of thing. Or just, like, don't don't even look at the multiple choice. Like, hit next, like, see that it's ha, and then write it down before looking. Because then you'll be able to use your brain as opposed to using process of elimination. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, that's the, It feels more like I'm just eliminating the wrong answer as opposed to picking the right mm-hmm. answer in a way. Yeah. Um, but, like I said, I don't know how that the actual learning process works. So maybe this is working and I just kind of don't realize it. Yeah. But I don't feel like I'm learning anything. I've only been doing it for three days. I'm not expecting to be speaking fluent Japanese by this point. Oh, okay. Maybe Good, I just cause... need to stick to it. Uh, but as of right now, I just I'm, I'm looking at it going like, do I even remember what the fuck I just learned? Huh? Maybe. But I don't know. Maybe if you put it in front of me, I'll be like, oh, I know what this means and this means and this means. I don't know, but I'll, I'll stick with it and keep trying it. You know, for the next couple of months until we go. So we'll see if I'm. Uh, can read can phonetic read. Japanese. <laughs> there you go. Well, mm-hmm. first you have to learn how to read, and then you can learn how to read in Japanese. Mm-hmm. Well, hard. you'll be able to yeah. read it phonetically, but you're not going to know what it says, though. That's also the thing. Is like I, I know what the symbol means, and I know the noise it makes, but I don't know what the word it's trying to like tell me. Like I know yeah. the sounds of things. It's you know seems like being able to say, oh, that's an A, and it makes an A noise. Yeah. But if you put you know a series of them together. Will I be able to figure out what they mean if I didn't know actually how to read? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, maybe give it more than three days and we'll see. We'll come back to it. I don't know. I need instant gratification. Yeah. In this, you know, 21st century, 2019 world. Who doesn't? Yeah. Yeah. How about you, John? Uh, So I beat uh, Link's Awakening. Um, Like earlier on the week. Now I'm in like, don't know what to do limbo again. Mm -hmm. Um, So... I don't. You didn't beat it yet, have you, Adam? No, I haven't played it no. in the last couple of weeks. So the endings, I'm, I'm not going to talk about it, but it's just it's the same one that from 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. I mean, it's just like I played it as a kid, and like playing it as an adult now 
it's it, you kind of see it differently. Well, like I don't know if the, I paid much attention to it as a kid. Like the actual weight of the ending might have been lost on you as a child, mm-hmm. but like now that you kind of understand what's happening, you're looking at it going, "Wow, this is super depressing." Yeah. Um, but now I'm in like don't know what to play mode, and I'm thinking Joe and I were talking yesterday because I was just talking about like how much I liked the top-down Zelda games. Mm-hmm. And um, I was saying, like, when I go home for Thanksgiving, I'm going to bring back, like, my boxes full of games. Um, and I'm going to see, like, what I have for top-down Zeldas. And I think, like, I'll just go and collect the ones, the very few top-downs I don't have anymore. Yeah. Like, I don't have, like, three swords or four swords or whatever it was called. Four swords, right? Well, there were two four swords. Yeah. I don't have either of them. I don't have Minish Cap. Like, and then I, there was the three sword one the triforce heroes. Oh, triforce heroes yeah, i don't have that either but i have like the main ones i used i had um spirit tracks and phantom hourglass at one point i think i sold them though um so maybe i'll start just playing more top down zeldas to like scratch that itch um but other than, i mean i that's legit the all i played this week hmm. i uh i finished untitled goose game i did that also uh i i didn't realize that there was only just the three levels so like I picked it up the other day and was like, all right, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna finish this one that I was like working. I basically it's did all four levels. What four levels? Uh oh yeah yeah four it's levels the, yeah the yeah garden the the street corner the street corner the, yards. the, the shop the neighbors and the bar yeah so I I was done with the bar and then I unlocked like the drop a bucket on the guy's head and I hadn't done that when I turned it off the last time so it's like oh okay I'll go back in and I'll do this one next one and then i'll unlock the the next level and then like the next level that you unlock is like the miniature world and i'm like oh oh there isn't anything to do here oh oh the game is over huh okay. yeah so i was saying it was like i read it was like a two and a half hour experience yeah it's very very short i thought maybe there was like one or two more like i thought there was at least one other area that would take me a little bit longer but it wasn't it was basically like get to the village get the bell and bring the bell home and then the game's just over yeah but that once you beat the game, you unlock a whole bunch of new puzzles to go throughout the area and do. Like one of them is collect like four or five different kinds of flowers and bring them to a basket. So you have to go get like a flower from every area. Yeah, each area has like its own flower that you have to get. So there's like all these different little objectives that look like they'll be like a little extra difficult to go through and do. So I'm excited to go back and try that. I already like I locked the gardener out of the garden. I uh, I gotta figure out how to trip the boy in the puddle. That was the next one that I was trying to like. Uh, if you on. just chase him around and honk at him, he'll eventually trip. So you just have to try and chase him towards the puddle. Gotcha. Oh, you have to untie his shoes. Oh. You can go and untie his shoelaces, and gotcha. then if you start honking at him, he'll start to run and then trip and fall. And uh, gotcha. you just have to make sure you're like pointing him at the water at the time. Yeah, I mean, I didn't ask for that solution, but thank you. Well, that's what it is. Yeah. Way to ruin it, Joe. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Joe. It seemed fairly obvious to me. I can't believe you didn't get it right away. I didn't, I didn't get like, his real life. Yeah, no, I just, that was the next one on the list and I shut the game off. So yeah. I didn't even like think about it. Well, but there you go. Thanks, Joe. Thanks a lot. Mm-hmm. Now I'm just going to throw the whole switch out. There's no point. No point to have it you anymore. You should throw it in my trash can. Yeah, I was going to say, go go, go outside to the trash after this. No, oh, I'm gonna we've snap already got a homeless guy that's already picking I'm going to snap trash. it in half. No <laughs> one's going to get to play you it. You can still get some Joy-Cons out of it. I'm going to snap those in half too. Damn. Snap it everything. Just of everything. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, and I did all of that very quickly because you obviously you just spoiled it for me. So now I, now I have to throw the whole switch out. Nothing mm-hmm. I can do about yeah, that. Yeah, the homeless guy has a switch now. Well, and, and all of our a games. broken one. Yeah, he has you know six half switches because <laughs> you know the switch is in half and then each Joy-Con is in half. So yeah, math. 
but I'm excited to go back and do those other uh, those other little puzzles just as another way to to keep the game going. Uh, and then I've been playing more Mario Golf, mm-hmm. just you know, in my downtime. Uh, I forgot how much fun it was to just like play Game Boy, because like, you know, even when I had a 3DS, like I played a little bit and yeah. you know, play my PSP a little bit here and there. But it's been a while since I like sat there with a Game Boy and like put in a ton of hours with a Game Boy, and it's fun. I quite like it. Um, I'm thinking about like taking one of like the Game Boy Color, like the Game Boy, like the regular Advance, and like just putting it on a shelf in the bathroom, so I have like a guaranteed like <laughs> poop system. Which like I definitely knew people like growing up that had like a Game Boy Pocket just like in the bathroom in like the magazine rack. It's just, it's no different than a magazine. Yeah, it's but no different it's than like, like reading things the in the bathroom. Particles floating near it. And... Yeah, but that's the same thing as like if you keep a book or a magazine in there or your phone. But like, it's not an electronic though. Yeah, but yeah, but you can't tell me you don't poop with your phone. Oh yeah, my phone is covered in poop particles. That's what I'm saying. I, I wipe my phone off. Like I sanitize my phone at least once or twice a week. Yeah, but you poop once or twice a day, so right? Uh, not really. Oh well, we'll have to bring you under the doctor. <laughs> As the father of this podcast, we're gonna have to take. I'll, I'll call and make an appointment for you, John. You're eating more fiber, young man. Yeah, we need to get some iron. Have you tried G Fuel? It might help make you more regular. I did. Yeah. Okay. Good. We'll make you. We'll make you drink a whole thing. Is that, that one of the side effects or one of the perks? Uh, both. I don't know. I'll let you know how badly I poop after this. <laughs> Is it going to be full of blood? That'll be part of the sponsored ad. Like, do you want to be more regular? Do you want to poop like Joe? Or do you want to be less regular? Do you want to poop like a out? gamer? <laughs> yeah. Just poop like Joe. Um, so yeah, so I've been playing a bunch of Game Boy. I, uh, then a new retro store opened up in town uh, on Friday. So uh, Skip, who you guys know from the, uh, the wrestling podcast, we went and checked out the retro store. Papa Skip. Uh, Papa Skip. I uh, bought a couple of more Game Boy games. I got Spider-Man 2 for the Game Boy Color. Mm-hmm. So now I'm rounding out my uh, Spider-Man Game Boy collection, which mm-hmm. is pretty good. I've got 1, 2, and 3 on the OG Game Boy. 1 and 2 on the Game Boy Color. I have one on the Advance. I feel like there's another one for regular Game Boy uh, that I got to cr- track down at some point. Uh, and I also got uh, Super Mario Land 1, which I never owned. Because I, oh. as soon as I put it in, I remembered why I never owned it. Because it sucks. Hard as shit. It's just like, it's not... It's not even, like, original Mario, kind of. Like, you can only have one fireball on the screen at a time. Yeah. Which, like, really throws off my fireball usage. Where, like, I just like to spam fireball buttons when I'm running through levels. And you can't do that. And it's, like, super hard platforming, too. Where, like, it's, like, precision jumps and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's very... It's no six golden coins. No, it's definitely not. Which I played the shit out of as a kid. Yeah, we were Uh, talking about that yesterday. I love that game. That was one of my favorite games growing up. I played it all the time. Uh, So, as soon as I started playing, I was like, oh, yeah, it's... This one kind of sucks. It's like it. It clearly is very limited by the Game Boy technology of the time mm-hmm. in terms of like what can be on screen at once. I can't really tell what's going on. There, the coins look like little blocks, so like I was jumping over them a lot of times. <laughs> I was like, oh, I gotta jump over that block thing. Oh, it's oh, they're coins. Oh shit. Oh well, missed those other coins then, I guess. But yeah. here we are. Well, so your collection now. yeah, exactly. It's like it's nice to have one and two. Uh, I think three is. The Wario one? No. Wario's in six golden coins. Yeah. But isn't uh, Super Mario Land Super 3? Super Mario Land 3 is what? like Wario... Yeah. Wario Woods or something. Yeah, no, yeah. Wario Woods was the... That's a separate game. Yeah. But yeah, that was the one where you first one you play as Wario. Yeah. So I, I gotta track that one down at some point just so I can complete that that part of the collection. The trifecta. Yep. Uh, but it was cool. The shop was pretty nice. It's called Retro Junk if you live in the Manchester, Connecticut area. It's pretty cool. 
uh, worth checking out. Very small space, but had a ton of stuff. So Joe, you got to go. He's got a lot of Super Nintendo games and games in boxes and out of boxes and like you know pop figure collectibles and stuff like that. So hmm, I want to check it out. Yeah, 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 I think you will like it. I also bought. He had some board games that he got from uh, from Wild Bills when it closed. Uh, which is another old retro store that used to be in Connecticut. That was pretty awesome. But I guess he said that like he helped them close up shop, and rather than getting paid for it, he's like, yeah, just let me take some stuff. Uh, so he he had the Six Million Dollar Man board game. He had he had a Welcome Back Cotter board game. Okay. Which is like I used to make a fucking board game out of anything, I guess. Uh, and then he had Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark board game, uh, which I bought, which should be pretty fun. So. When pa- I'll pair that with the Star Wars VHS game I got at the retro uh, convention a couple weeks ago and just have myself an old school Lucasfilm board game night. This one doesn't require a VHS tape, unfortunately. That would have been cool. But it does require a whip. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just whipping Joe. It even says so right in the box. Like, get, grab a friend named Joe and Which whip him. Which is weird because it was made long before I was born. And uh, usually Joe pays for that kind actually, of stuff. No, I don't, yeah. I don't think it was made no. long before you were born. That's true. Joe, you're a lot older than you think. Yeah, I, I kind of forgot I'm an old man. <laughs> yeah, did, did you? Yeah, that's. I mean, that's one of the first symptoms of being old is you forget. Oh no. Yeah. No, it's because I'm so hopped up on G Fuel. I feel 20 years younger. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> you look it too. Like yeah. your hair's grown back, your beard's a lot shorter. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And you can poop regularly. Yeah. Unlike old people. There you go. So there you go, Joe. Moving up in the world, mm. um, but that should be pretty fun. It's like you know, it's collect cards and move across the board and. Uh, I guess each time you play, you like figure out where the the arc is in a different country each time you play. So there's like different strategies for replayability and stuff, which is pretty cool. Hmm. Um, just in the like the brief glance that I looked at when I got home, but I think it, it should be pretty fun. So we'll have to we'll have to do something with that in the uh, the Star Wars one at some point. Uh, and that was pretty much all I played this week. I, I am gonna go back and finish Link's Awakening. It's just that thing I do with Zelda games where like I get to the end, I'm like, I don't want to be done yet. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want it to be over. I'm gonna wait. Well, I, liked, I did that because I had gotten all of the instruments and I was right before the, the egg. Yeah. And then I forgot, like, it's very non-climactic because it's just the egg is just a final boss. Yeah. So I thought it was like a whole last, like whole new dungeon and everything like that. Nope. And I was just like, oh, no, I'm done. All right. Um, I don't know if it has like a new game plus mode or anything because it just kicks you back to the main menu and then like the, um, or it kicks you back and then like the opening sequence happens again. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I haven't played it again. Um, I did get all the heart pieces, but I didn't get all the shells. That was the only thing I didn't collect all of. Mm. Oh, and all of the um, the dungeon, uh, like, whatever tablets. they're called. Yeah, I didn't get all the tablets either, because, like, one of them was, like, f- like 3,000 coins in the shop or something like that. Good lord. Or rupees. Rupees, yeah. You don't use coins in this kingdom. Nope. Well, there's also ones you can get from Amiibos as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't bother doing that. I did uh, enough to get the heart piece, and I was like, I didn't really like that mode anyway. Yeah, I yeah. think there's six you can get from Amiibos, but it doesn't matter what Amiibo. Like, you just have to scan six separate Zelda Amiibos. Oh, so yeah, just bring your Switch to Joe's house next time you go over. <laughs> or you can just bring the cards. I don't have the cards. Oh, Tyler, has, Tyler, Tyler has, has the yeah. cards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so just bring the Switch over, and there you go. I Boom. have two Amiibos, so I just need four more. There you go. Done deal. Uh, all right. Well, that'll do it for what we've been playing this week. So we'll jump right into the lightning round, not lightning round. And we're going to start things off in the lightning round with a lightning rod of an issue. Uh, one that we're going to tiptoe around, but also tackle head on because that's what we do here. Hard investigative journalism here. We didn't investigate clock. anything. No, we've, well, we read articles about it, I'm sure. Unless you all just read headlines and. No, I read, I read articles. 
Yeah. Uh, so there you go. You did some investigating for this. Sure. You, you did some reading. Thanks for um, the granddad. Yeah. That's what I like to do. You know, I like to <laughs> up a little bit. Uh, and so the first thing that we're talking about, I think, is probably the biggest news of the week. Uh, and that is the controversy surrounding Blizzard um, and what they did or did not do to one of their players. So who wants to tackle this at the start? So a the boy uh, who read the article. See that? Uh, uh, Hong Kong uh, Hearthstone player. His name was Blitzchung. Um, was uh, on a live stream after playing at the Grandmasters tournament. And at one point, he was wearing a, uh, a, me- a medical mask, and he pulled the mask off and said, uh, like, long live Hong Kong like, doc- democracy or whatever. He likes screamed, Liberate Hong Kong revolution our age. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that did not go over very well with Blizzard. And uh, he got fired and banned from tournaments for a year. The live streamers also got fired and banned from tournaments for a year. Uh, they removed his earnings for the last two years and made a big fucking deal about it. Um, and then uh, lots of Blizzard employees didn't like that very much and walked out and uh, chaos ensued. Um, obviously, I don't think that was the best choice. Maybe suspend him, but taking away his earnings for something that he has already earned, uh, like retroactively for an action that he did was kind of not great so everyone said like you know china's just funding them so they gotta punish people to get china money um i mean this this whole thing uh, also came like immediately after two kind of other major things about this uh, there was the south park kerfuffle where south park made an episode that was all about how uh, u.s companies like kowtow to china to you know they don't want to offend china so right. you can't criticize china and uh you know you, you do it for the money kind of thing uh, and then also the nba ran into a problem where one of the uh, general managers at the nba tweeted out support for the hong kong protests uh the Hong Kong situation, what this is all stems from, is there currently have been like massive protests going in, on in Hong Kong uh, based off of extradition laws that uh, they were trying to pass, which would basically make Hong Kong citizens uh, like subject to Chinese laws. And if you do something that China doesn't like, you could be arrested, despite the fact that like China, Hong Kong is Chinese territory, but not an actual Chinese, like part of China. Yeah. Uh, China could then arrest Hong Kong citizens if you do anything to offend China at that point. So there have been big protests going on uh, in Hong Kong for the last couple of months. Uh, it's just a giant shit show over there. And one of the things was that everyone, like anyone taking money from China is told not to bring it up. You know, don't mention it kind of thing. Uh, NBA makes a lot of money off of China. They're doing a big push to get into China. One of the general managers uh, tweeted out in support of the Hong Kong protesters, and then it turned into, like, uh, they told them to delete the tweet, and they put out a thing saying, like, we don't want to offend China. Uh, I mean, and it's also then, where, like, their jerseys are made, and, like, the sneakers that the players wear. Where everything is made, made in China. Yeah. So, yeah, it's obviously a big... Uh, the, the Chinese, uh, they pulled that um, team's gear off of the stores in China, so yeah, you couldn't rockets. buy... Yeah, the uh, the Rockets... All their gear was pulled off, so they it, to basically punish them for the general manager, like biting the hand that feeds, yeah. essentially. Uh, and then it turned into like, you know, do you stand up for freedom or do you just want to take the money kind of thing? Yeah. And then this happens with uh, Blizzard. Blizzard as well. So immediately after that, 
Yeah. Um, so it, it just is kind of a huge cultural problem right now going on. Oh, and May, who's a, a character in Overwatch, became like the Chinese or the like Hong Kong Liberation character. Like people were, you know, using her as a, a mascot for, yep. you know. It was like kind of a dare to them to say, like, okay, like, will you ban your own character if we turn it into a symbol to oppose, like, what you're doing? Yeah. Uh, the situation has shifted and changed a lot over the past couple of days. Um, the originally, they didn't really, like, Blizzard didn't say anything for a little while, aside for the initial announcement of the, like, taking the funds and the firing of the two uh, other broadcasters. Um, just the other day, uh, on Friday, they finally put out a statement for it, uh, where they said, like, okay, maybe we were too harsh, um, we're gonna give him his earnings, we're gonna release, reduce the suspensions to six months, as opposed to a year, um, I think, were initially, were the two broadcasters just straight up fired? Yes. Yeah. They, so they said that they're also suspended for six months, they can come back after six months if they want, um, uh, I don't know. What do you guys think about all this? I mean, it's super fucked up, obviously. Yeah. I mean, the, uh, granted, the country's laws are different, but, like, as Americans, we value freedom of speech. And, you know, there's a difference between, like, obviously the protests are, are one thing in and of itself, which I don't think the protests are the thing that we necessarily need to get into here. But obviously there's violence on both sides um, just because it's something that people care about. And when the protesters are getting bum-rushed by police or, like, Police are going up to protesters like undercover, pretending to be protesters, and then like beating instigating them. fights. And yeah, stuff. exactly. So you know, there's people defending themselves. There's people attacking. There's people preemptively attacking. There's I mean, also I'm people sure, doing peaceful protests. Yeah, I'm sure tensions are incredibly high after several months of this. Absolutely, but so there's a difference between that, where like you could try to lump people together and say you know, like everyone's kind of being aggressive. Um, to versus like just saying things with your words to say like yeah. no i support i support the freedom of hong kong like you can say that without being like i support the way in which protesters are going about things um which is not what happened he's just like no i think that you know we're our own people like we're not like we're chinese but not chinese like we're our own thing like you can't try to shut us down like one of the things um that I thought about, you know, which makes it a little bit more like touchy along those lines is part of me was kind of like maybe the use of revolution in his statement is a tad bit. I don't know, like, but there revolution like, kind of implies like a violence in a way. I could kind of understand if that was the stance that they were taking. I don't believe that's the stance they were taking. No, in the slightest. No, it's definitely uh, because one thing is why were the interviewers fired also at that point because they let it go on they let it happen kind of thing like they they got him in a position where he could say the things that they didn't like so therefore they're but him saying it isn't their like ability to control it no but their ability to control it would be like oh okay well, I, yeah, no hold <laughs> on a second no 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 hey uh technical difficulties guys well, sorry that, the weird thing about it was they i watched the video and i don't know what they're saying i can't yeah. speak chinese but um they duck underneath the desk and it sounds like they're talking to each other like under the desk at one point and yeah. that's when he says it. And I'm not sure if they ducked under the desk to allow him to do it. Like if it was pre-planned, they say like at one point we're going to duck under the desk and then you say it. Yeah. Or it's they ducked under the desk and he sees the situation to say it at that point. Like he saw them drop off this camera and said, okay, now that they're not there, I'm going to say this. Yeah, I don't know. 
Um, if it's that situation where he kind of just took the like the opportunity to say it, I don't think they should be punished for that. But I don't know if they dropped underneath the desk to allow him to say it. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously they're they're involved, and I think they just Blizzard just wanted to go swift because they didn't want to get that backlash and lose that you know quote unquote China money because I think ten cent also has like a stake in a five percent share five percent I couldn't remember if it was five or ten um, and obviously ten cent is a well Chinese ten company. ten cent I believe there are other Chinese companies that also have a stake in it as well yeah so I don't know how much China has an investment into it but ten cent has a five percent share gotcha. Um, but it'd be one of those things where if Blizzard didn't punish or th- come down as hard as they did, there would be, there would be, I'm sure, um, calls from the Chinese government to say, Tencent, you can't be a part of this company. Look at how they let somebody disrespect China. Well, so that's therefore... what the, the official like Blizzard China statement that came out. So initially the first statement that came out. Uh, was from like the Hearthstone division of China, and like their statement was like, "We will defend Hong Kong, or we will defend China from like." Uh, I don't remember the exact wording of it, but like at the uh, end of it, it was like, "We will defend the like the pride of China, like in any form." Yeah, kind of thing. That was the fr- first uh, like statement, and that was like, "Oof!" Uh, and, like yeah. it just now you're just come out and saying like it's because you insulted our country, so yeah. we're gonna take you know money from you well in the rescinding of the the letter to the like apparently the president wrote um, well that's the one that came later right right um that one the one where like they like said that he's gonna get his earnings back uh like linguistics had like studied it and said that like it's definitely written by multiple perspectives even though it's supposed to be written by one person um and when it was put online it was put online at like five o'clock p.m on a friday which is not when you release news but uh it said uh the it said saturday so it was definitely released from someone in china yeah, yeah it said the the as i read that uh, twitter thread it was somebody who's like a linguistic expert in like a chinese uh like english linguist expert mm-hmm. and they said that the way that it was written it was clearly like Part of it was written by one person, part of it was written by another person, and part of the one is, like, clearly written by somebody who speaks, like, Chinese because of the way that this, like, sentence structuring is. This is just one person saying it. Yeah. I don't know exactly, like, how much of a linguist expert. It could just be hearsay. Um, But when I read the thing, I noticed that there was a lot of, like, kind of broken English parts to it, Mm -hmm. like, some of the things. Well, some of it was, like, very informal, but then some of it was also just very formal. Yeah, and it seems like it was written by the president of uh, Blizzard and then sent to China, and then, like, China punched it up, and then they're the ones that put it out. That's just a theory. It's not confirmed in any way, shape, or form, but it's also part of what the South Park, like, episode was about. Like, the the joke of Stan was trying to write a screenplay, and there's a Chinese censor walking around him, and every every once in a while, it just take the pen out of his hand and say, can't say that, say this kind of thing, and he gets upset because he wants to tell his own story, but China keeps telling him what he can and can't say. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. trying to get his band over while Randy's going to China to try to sell Tegrity weed. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a really good episode. It was a very the good The title, episode. Band in China, is also really funny because obviously it's like band, the like a rock band. Mm. Oh, um, I didn't think about that. that yeah, yeah. One. Um, so that was pretty funny. And obviously it got them banned in China. Uh, and then this week, because uh, now they're serialized where the things affect each episode week to week, um randy said a couple of the times just like 
fuck the Chinese government. Mm-hmm. Tali's like, I'm not coming to work for you unless you say fuck the Chinese government. He first, he tried to say it under his breath. He's like, I didn't hear you. What was that? Fuck the Chinese government. So, I haven't watched uh, South Park in the last like three seasons. Um, but oh, so I you must watch... have been really lost. I mean, yeah, I was confused <laughs> why the 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 uh, opening song was about uh, Tegrity Wade. Te- te- yeah, coming down to Tegrity Weed, gonna Tegrity come visit our farm. Yeah. Uh, I was very confused by that, um, but yeah, those were the, those were two good episodes, and I'm interested to see how far they're going to push that kind of thing. I mean, they do have through lines throughout the season, so I, I wouldn't be surprised. I, though at the end of the the episode, they kind of like finished it up. Yeah, by being like, just say fuck the Chinese government. Yeah, whatever. But, but I mean, they're always topical, so I wonder if they're going to bring the Blizzard and the NBA thing like more into it. Maybe because yeah. like. This that all came out after the South Park episode, yeah. Um, so it's kind of just been like a real groundswell of kind of just like China. You gotta stop being dicks here. Uh, you're you're not really letting people live, you know, freely, and that that doesn't really fly anymore. You kind of gotta step your game up here in 2019, 2020. So yeah. Well, the thing that was like really kind of bugging me about the whole thing is that like. Um, Blizzard and uh, another one that had a similar situation going on that didn't get as much uh, attention was uh, Riot Games had the same thing kind of going on. Um, and uh, the people that make League of Legends, yep. um, they had like a similar thing where they put out a statement that was like, you know, we don't want politics being brought into it. And like, I'm okay with a company saying like, look, we don't want to be political. Like we just, you know, want to do what we're doing kind of yeah. thing. Uh, if that's the thing, okay. The problem is that like, Blizzard has always been an openly political company in America. Yeah. And for them to be like, oh, yeah, well, like, we're super political here, but when it comes to what's going on in China, silence Don't, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. That's the part that makes me kind of like, oh, you know, like, fuck you at that point. Like, to say, you know, to put out a statement saying, like, oh, we don't want to bring politics into it while they're super political over here. Yeah. Um, like, uh, and it, it like, um, there were interesting things that I learned from this because... Like, one of the things in America is they're big on, like, gay represent- uh, gay representation in their games. Yeah. In Japan, or in China, no mention of that. No. So, like, every time they come out and they're like, oh, yeah, like, Tracer's gay and Soldier 76 is gay. And, like, look how, you know, progressive we are because we have these openly gay characters. Yeah. When it comes to China, none of that lore gets over there. No. And it's kind of like, oh, like, so do you really care or are you just, like... No, they care well, about the dollar. They care about the dollar in the end. Well, to be fair, you can still care but not want to like bring something that is controversial to a country that doesn't allow it. Like it's not good. That's not a good thing. But it, you could still care. Like just because you're chasing the dollar doesn't mean you don't care, but it also doesn't mean you're willing to put your money where your mouth is. Right. Well, which I think is the tough part. You know, the but the thing is like it's not uh, like it's bad for gay people and LGB people in China. Yeah. So if you're taking money from them, from a company that you're like a country that you know is actually yeah. mistreating people, I kind of don't want to hear you preach to me at that point when it comes to being in America. Well, see, that's, that's weird. It's cause it's like, you could talk about like, I don't care if a character is gay, but like they make a big deal of saying like, look how progressive we are because of all this. It's like a fake wokeness. When then they go and they take money from a country that, like, actively suppresses and harms gay people. Yeah. No, yeah, no, it's still terrible. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't mean they don't necessarily care. It's just they're caring in the wrong way. Like, it should be an all not or nothing kind enough. of thing. You can't care half the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But I also understand not wanting to, like, 
bring up things that are illegal in other countries. Right. And those things aren't part of the game. Like that's part of the lore, which obviously like is available if you want, if you want to be able to find it, but it's obviously harder to find it with Chinese internet. Uh, well, no, they like actively put like the lore is different in China. Oh, that's just straight. It's not that they don't mention it. It's that they fully change the lore. I mean, I'm not entirely sure, yeah. but I, I saw people like people that know, you know, the Chinese side of things. And mm-hmm. they're saying like, it's the same thing with Riot Games. Like they're a super progressive, like, you know, company in that sense. But if you read any of the lore in China, like all of that stuff is completely erased. Yeah. Um, and th- like I said, like if a company, you know, I-, I kind of thought of it in terms of the WWE. Um, do I like the fact that the WWE takes Saudi money and like puts on these shows in, in Saudi Arabia? No. Don't like it. No. Am I surprised that they're doing it? No. Not in the fucking slightest. No. If Vince McMahon came out and said like, we're taking a very principled stance against this kind of thing and we're not taking Saudi money, I would think Vince McMahon is dying. <laughs> I'd be like, oh god, he's trying to clear his conscience before he dies. <laughs> no, I would think he touched that weird orb thing they have over there, and he switched bodies with somebody, mm, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so like, it depends on the company when a company comes out and they're like, you know, they present themselves as super progressive, but then turn a blind eye to this kind of thing. I kind of go like, like you're a bunch of hypocrites. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because so that's the part that like really bugged me about the whole thing. Because like I said. If a company just comes out and says, like, look, we're just going to avoid politics altogether, then I'm not – like, I'm fine with that. And, and you know, like, see, I know that's I'm, different. Because if you're saying I don't want to get political, you're now just shutting down any chance of, you know, making things better for the oppressed. Whereas, like, it's one thing to not want to put it in your games and not want to put political content in the games. But the second that you censor your players and your champions, now you're saying, like, oh, we don't want to be political – but we're also being political by saying we don't want to be political because right, we're not. Aside. Yeah, you're not letting like being neutral is not necessarily always not picking a side. In in situations where there are atrocities at stake, you're siding with the people committing the atrocities almost because you're not allowing free people to express themselves. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like you can either be completely open, like with Blizzard, because Blizzard comes out and they say look, we don't want people to be political at our events kind of thing. Uh, that was like part of their statement. They said that the focus of the game or the focus of the event should be on the game. Like we don't want to politicize anything. Uh, I, I can understand that if that's the stance they want to take. I just want to see how far they would push that because they put that out there uh, in terms of this Hong Kong, China thing. What happens if someone goes out there and they win and they say like something else political Will they act then? Yeah, like if they say if someone if somebody went out and said Black Lives Matter afterwards, like winning an event, that's still taking the focus away from the thing and changing the focus of what they said they don't want oh, to do. Yeah. No, are they, they going to ban somebody no. and take away their winning from saying that? No, they let that go. That's what I'm saying because it's because that's a controversy in a free country, whereas like well, they said. In their oh, statement, they said they don't want to draw attention away from the thing. Oh, I know. So everybody, I keep seeing people saying like. Go to an event wearing a China, like a, a Hong Kong T-shirt. Go to an event doing this. That's not what you gotta do. You gotta see how far you can push them if you want to really test what they actually believe. No, you know, because you can push them that way by being like silent, be like, "Hey, I'm not bringing up. I'm not taking anything away from the game. I'm just wearing a shirt." Like if you put a patch on your jersey for your team or whatever that says you'd be like, "No, I'm not. I'm just. I'm just wearing clothes. Like I'm not saying anything. I'm." Every time I'm talking, I'm talking about the game, and if people want to read my shirt, they can read my shirt, but I'm not making things political. I'm just playing the game. 
So like you almost have to like play into their their way because yeah you're right if they if they go out and say Black Lives Matter I don't think they'll get punished to the same severity if they tried to say you know or even if they said something pro China like if someone got up there and was like oh yeah I'm Chinese I want to say something pro China I love China like that's, Hong Kong should be part of China yeah will they get banned that's political and I don't think they would get banned yeah because then if they ban them now you're angering the Chinese again hmm. or the Chinese government so. Uh, yeah, no, this is 100%. We don't want the our Chinese investors to pull out of the company because that's money that we want and need. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a, it's a crazy situation. And it's only going to continue to get crazier because now it's – now when it was something that was strictly a Hong Kong versus China situation, now it's become a global – like eyes are on it across the world because of all these big brands that are now involved with it. Like, I don't think I would have paid nearly as much attention to what was going on if I didn't hear about these American companies and organizations getting, you know, wrapped up in the the politics of it through no fault of their own because they've been trying to avoid it. There's a there's a Netflix movie that came out, too, that was very similar about a Chinese company that, like, picked up a, um, a mill in America. Oh, yeah, it's called, like, American... Um... American factory? Yeah, there was like a factory that went out of business and like some like rich Chinese company came and bought it and like reinstated all the jobs and everything like that. And <laughs> so like they made a documentary about it promoting like how nice the Chinese are. <laughs> yeah, that's not to say that every company is an evil, you know, Chinese country backed Well, I like, think John's government. point is like is that documentary just propaganda at that point? Yeah. I don't know. I I would I would ho- I would like to assume that there are people running these companies that are just like there are people in America that aren't, you know, bowing down to big corporate structures and like lobbying the government, and yeah. So, but they're owned by a giant parent company. I think that their, you know, their advertisers are different, and that's a, just a separate issue. But yeah, I would like to think that not every big rich company in China is necessarily like a thousand percent well i gotta gotta own up to something that's wait is that the g fuel the g is government government fuel (laughs) i gotta own up to something uh, i don't know if there's something to apologize because i remember we had a conversation about um uh epic and i said i didn't like epic because it was wholly owned by well not wholly but like a large portion of the chinese and people were concerned about the epic game store because they thought the Chinese were like using it as a way to like gather information. Mm-hmm. Uh, the owner of Epic came out and said that um, they would never punish anybody for political speech yeah. against China uh, because he owns fifty percent, fifty one percent of the company, yeah. and Tencent owns forty percent. And he said, as long as I'm the majority shareholder, we won't let them tell us like what people can and can't do. Yeah. Uh, so like they took a stance against China. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I thought so, you were going to say that you were like 60% owned by the Chinese government. I was going to get real worried. 75%. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I mean, even is then, when top it. Top half or the bottom half? Uh, or top third or bottom third? The middle. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, like, even oh, then. No, that's where his gut. That's where he thinks. <laughs> even then, uh, also, though, to, like, to own up to that kind of stuff, um, like, I've, I've known about this stuff. Like, I've, I've paid attention to, like, the Chinese censorship stuff for a while. Oh, it's yeah. been going on in, like, Hollywood for a very long time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, like, I remember when I was talking to John about uh, the new Top Gun trailer. Mm-hmm. At the very end, he puts on, the, the like, the famous Top Gun jacket. And, and they, changed the, they changed the flags on the back. Yeah, because it's uh, Taiwan. and then Taiwan and Japan. Japan. Yeah. And now it's just Japan and... No, it's, no, not it's now two nonsense flags that don't exist. It's, oh, a, it's, a, it's a white flag with a red triangle instead of a circle for the Japanese flag. Mm. And, yeah. then and then a red flag like, with like a swirl in the middle. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, so, like, I had been, like, noticing that stuff. But, like, also, like, you know, I can't really go out there and say, like, you know, boycott China because we all know that everything we own is made in China. Yeah, like, you have an iPhone and an iPad and an Apple TV and yeah, a MacBook. Like I, and... I know that my iPhone is being made in, like, a, a sweatshop where they have to put up nets around the Suicide building to keep people from killing themselves yeah. because they're living in such horrible conditions. Yeah. I still buy them. Like, yeah. It, but the, that's the problem. Everything we have is made in China. So, like we're all kind of just working for the Chinese government at that point. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just the hard truth of the matter. Yeah. I mean, that's just the, the way of the world. So like every time I see people saying, you know, boycott blizzard and like boycott China saying, it was like, okay, but you're going to be living in a cave because you can't boycott them at this point. Well, you, you'll never be able to boycott everything that doesn't. Cause it's one of those, it's the same thing when like, you know, with black lives matter and with LGBTQ issues in America where people are like, Boycott these companies because they donate to these, like, you know, anti-gay campaigns or, like, anti-trans campaigns. And it's like, okay, but now look at all the other companies that do, too. And, like, there's no way that you'd be able to boycott everybody that has, like, a CEO or someone at the top that, like, donates to something you don't like. Because that's a good majority of them. It's just the way, unfortunately. Yeah, it's just the way opinions work. And, you know, when you get people, especially people that run companies... They're in a different part of society than everybody else because they have more money. They have different sets of values. They have different goals. They have all kinds of different things. And so they have different opinions. So it sucks that those people are like that. And I wholly understand wanting to boycott as many of them as you can. But I think changing the hearts and minds is the bigger issue. And like boycotting can only do so much because at the end of the day, while you might avoid buying one thing, you just buy something else from another company that does the same thing. And they're just not as high profile in their racism or their xenophobia or their, you know, homophobia or whatever you want to call it. So it's just, it sucks. But stuff like this is going to bring pressure from the West, I think, onto China to hopefully like loosen up a little bit. I don't think it's going to be an immediate change. I don't think it's going to happen. I think eventually it will. I uh, hope, I like to hope that eventually it will. But well, one of the things I, I kept seeing bandied about about this whole thing was a quote that was some, like, I mean, like a lot of people basically saying it. I don't know who originally attributed it or if it's everybody just kind of running with the idea. But, like, one of the person, uh, people were saying, like, when we opened up China to trade, the thought was supposed to be that it would liberalize China. Yeah. And, like, make them more in line with, like, Western society. And it's gone the other direction. Yeah. And now Western society is caving to China. Yeah. Because that's where all the money is coming from. Yeah. As long as that money keeps coming, I think it's just going to get worse. Well, yeah. I mean, you have to – eventually you have to reach a point where you say, like, the money's not worth what we see people being put through. Like, what, you know, these Chinese territories are going through just to try to have their own ideas. Because I've been, like – I mean, I've read about stuff and there's a lot of fucked up shit going on in China. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of fucked up shit. And like, not even including Hong Kong, just in China proper. It's like, oh, good lord. Like, yeah, there's like a black market for... Organ harvesting, like, operation going on oh, well, by yeah. the government. Well, yeah. Well, that's where they're like... They're like... And they're like, um, like cutting off, like, Muslim communities and basically, like... They're putting them, them in re-education off. camps. Yeah, there's yeah. These concentration camps. Um, but there's like a black market for flash drives that have, like, history books and, like, the news on it. So that way people in China can, like, know what the world is like. Because they don't... They're just completely cut off from it. So there's like movies. The, the and, government controls their internet. Yeah, exactly. Like the new so. North Korea. It's. I mean, it's not far off, which is it's it's a shame. Considering it's it's a North Korea that's open to the rest of the world. Yeah. Yeah. So 
I don't know. It uh, It's definitely a tricky situation. It's not one that we have any power over or anything like that. But hopefully... And like I was saying earlier, like 10 years from now, you know, we could be in trouble for this podcast. You know? It's true. We don't know where we'll be in life where like, you know, we're working for a company that says, did you put this podcast out 10 years ago? Like, oh, you're fired. You can't say all this stuff. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, well, hopefully that's not the case. But, uh, yeah. All right, let's move on to, to happier things. Let's talk about let's talk about the games themselves, not the politics behind the games. Uh, lightning round. Uh, we got big PS5 news this week. Um, definitely, Lots of news. Uh, I definitely think they uh, wanted to steer the conversation away from Sean Layden no longer being with the company uh, and have some good, positive Sony PlayStation news. Uh, the first of which is that it is officially called the PlayStation 5. As if, surprising. Yeah, well, the guy, uh, John Ryan, I think is his name, or Joe Ryan. I'm not sure. Um, he came out and was like, it feels like such a weight off my chest to be able to say it's called the PS5. And be like, no, the only weight that should have been on your chest slash shoulders would be as if it was called anything but the PS5. Yeah. Like, calling it the PS and then next number in sequence is always what we expected. If you had came out and be like... It's All right, guys. I'm, I'm yeah. I'm so happy to announce that we've got the uh, the play, like the Sony Play, and we're just like, no, that's not right. <laughs> no, nah, dog. Nobody wants that. No, that's yeah. Microsoft really fucked themselves and put themselves in a corner by like coming up with the goofy names for everything. Xbox, Going Xbox, the- Xbox 360, Xbox One. Because now they they can't just call it the Xbox Four, can they? No. No, I think going from Xbox One to Xbox 360 was fine because it was like, oh, okay, it's going to be Xbox and then some kind of name for it. It's not just going to be sequential. That's fine. They're they're branching out. They're differentiating. Nintendo doesn't call things. Oh uh, yeah, number... I guess I guess Sony is actually the only one that does it. Yeah, where where Xbox fucked up was calling the third one the one again because mm-hmm. then you could say like the Xbox One. It's just the first Xbox, and then you could say the Xbox 360, and then the Xbox. You know the xbox home or something like because it's the home entertainment center or whatever um then like we wouldn't have even thought about it but now it's the xbox one the xbox 360 and then the xbox one again so yeah yeah if sony called it anything other than ps5 i think that would have been a cause for worry and concern before unveiling it Uh, but calling it the ps5 is exactly what it should have been they're just gonna call it the vita 2 Listen, I want a Vita 2. New Vita. No, but it's, it's still the handheld. There's still yeah. the, the console system. Just call it the Vita 2 for some yeah. reason. No, the, yeah, call it the new Vita. The or Sony new Vita. Vita Home. Yeah. Uh. Oh. <laughs> it would have been sweet. Uh, but that wasn't the only thing. There was a there was a whole Wired article. Did you guys read the Wired article? I did. No, I did not. Joe doesn't know how to read. We already went over this. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, I need YouTube videos or else. Uh, well, basically, the details were uh, we're getting solid state drive, which we already knew about. Yeah. Uh, up to 8K support, though. We already knew about that also. Yeah, but only Samsung TVs at this point do anything close to 8K. Uh, one of the cool things is that they're finally putting a 4K Blu-ray drive in there. So all mm-hmm. your 4K Blu-rays will now be playable, which mm-hmm. finally. I don't know why the PS4 Pro didn't have a 4K Blu-ray drive. That was really stupid. It was. Um the controller is going to get some updates from the sound of it. Uh, one of which is these new like tense tension triggers. Yeah, it's going to be um, like a kind of like force feedback to the triggers. Yeah, it's uh, like a, a adaptive tension. I forget what the let's see if, what it was called. So they said it's the kind of thing where if you're playing a game where you use a bow and arrow, 
the farther you pull the string of the bow and arrow back, the more tension will, it'll put on the trigger. As Which you're, is like, what the it. Xbox One was supposed to have. It was, yeah. They talked about that a lot, and then it never came out. Mm-hmm. Well, there was always things where, like, I feel like the PS4 had it where it didn't change how hard it was to pull the trigger, but it was one of those things where, like, if you just tap it, it's, like, a quick yeah, action. I mean, and the then Xbox if you pull it down, it's, like, you know, it's how hard you're hitting things based mm-hmm. on how far you pull it down. Yeah, this seems trigger like sensitivity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This seems like it's going to actually change how easy or difficult it is to pull down a trigger, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, so something like if you're playing a racing game and you're turning a corner it'll make it a little bit harder to like pull the gas, um, you know, yeah. trigger as you're doing that. Uh, so that should be interesting. Uh, my concern with that one was, I feel like it's something that'll be easy to break. Um, no, I mean, steering wheels have had those before we had the, the force feedback steering wheel. That's it's true. Just, it's just going to be that in trigger form. Yeah. Uh, my, my, I mean, I was thinking of more along the lines if I'm playing a game and I'm like getting really into it, I'm just kind of jamming on the, the trigger. My guess is it's well, probably I'm, I'm trying to like give. shoot a bow and arrow. And I'm like, fuck you, go, go, go. Well, my guess is it's, it's going to have give. It's just not going to do anything. Mm, maybe. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe. Um, but like, hopefully I'm not getting far too into the game. Um, I, I, I don't think other than the face buttons, I don't mash the triggers. Or, like, pull on them too hard. Oh, I do when playing, like, Dark Souls. I, I, I mean, I guess it depends on your... It depends on the game you're playing, I'm yeah. assuming, yeah. But something like Dark Souls, like I said, or even playing a Surge right now on it, sometimes I'm just really jamming on the, the trigger button, going, yeah. like, hurry up and swing, 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 swing. Yeah, I definitely do that, too. Yeah. Well, like, I'm over, like, I'm over-clicking just because I'm, like, I don't want to miss the opportunity to get the action that I want, so I'm just, like, spamming a button... Um, so yeah, I, I, don't, I think it, unless it's specifically a part that they want, I don't think it'll be throughout the entirety of a game other than say like a racing game. I feel like it's going to be one of those things where it's at certain sections, you'll notice it more than others. And then if a, if a game maker doesn't want to put that in there, then it, they'll just act, act like, like regular triggers. triggers yeah. Yeah. Um, they, they were just called adaptive triggers. That's mm. what it said in the article. Uh, wasn't well, it also having like a more, um, like almost Joy-Con style, rumble feature yeah like the you can feel the rumble more throughout the whole controller as opposed to just two things at the bottom yep so they're they're changing up the way that rumble's done it's not the same rumble tech that we've seen uh thankfully it's still in there we're not getting a six axis super light toy controller like we did on the ps3 uh but it is it does seem they didn't call i forget what they called it too i didn't see it in the article when i was just scrolling through but it's pretty much hd rumble where when you're walking through mud it's going to feel like like you're slogging through it whereas if you're like walking on concrete you'll be able to do it no problem there'll be less um like force feedback so the the haptics in it will make the games much more immersive at least that's the goal but again it's the very same thing that hd rumble is played with where it's just like did anybody even do that yeah that's the ultimate thing is do how, how, notice? how many games do we get to do that before companies say oh it's not worth our time to program this into the game because yeah. people just don't pay attention yeah i mean i'm perfectly fine with my switch light that doesn't have any kind of rumble yeah well even like the hd rumble features on the switch it's hard to notice them because the joy con are separate and then you put them in the dock and the dock doesn't vibrate so you're not getting the same level it really only kind of works if you're playing a solo Joy-Con game, which like 
how often do you even do that with your Switch? I played one two Switch for a day when exactly. it came out, and it was like it was cool in one two Switch, but that that's was it. it. That's you know, but I feel like it'll be different on the PS Five or the DualShock Five, where that is the controller. It's not in a dock. It's not in some kind of like case. So you'll be able to feel it all of the time, as opposed to the little bit that you can use it with the Joy-Con. So I think it'll be different for that. To whereas we might get more examples of it throughout other games, but it'll definitely be a thing where it's a Sony first party game that's being forced upon having this like adaptive triggers and adaptive rumble or whatever Knack they want to call it. Uh, I mean, they made Knack two, which they shouldn't have. So <laughs> Knack three, we laugh, but oh, Knack three could very much be real. God, they did make Knack two. They, they did. sure did. Forgot about that. Yeah, they absolutely did. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of cool stuff there. What's what's kind of your guys' thought on? ps5 it seems like we're getting things that we knew already which are good things they did say that like ray tracing will be hardware ray tracing on the cpu which was something people were worried that it was going to be like a something else uh, that wasn't nearly as, as keen but they like mark cerny who's the architect behind the you know ps3 ps4 ps5 uh did say like no no no, it's 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 the thing you want don't worry like you may have taken my previous comments uh, the wrong way, but like, trust us, we're we're doing this right. Uh, but it seems like everything's gearing up for it to be pretty cool. Just gotta see the price first. Yeah, uh, they did confirm that the dev kits that are out right now do look like those ones that we saw pictures of. The like weird V. Oh, that thing was ugly. Yeah, but that, I mean, those are dev it's kits. A dev kit. Yeah, they're they're meant to be just big and bulky because they don't want. That it was to... a very over-designed dev kit. Yeah, well, because they don't want it to look anything close to like what it could actually look like. Because then you release a picture of a console. Just make a box. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why it's not just like a box, but just I'm like sure a gray it's... blank box with a disc drive in it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, it really depends on all the price. Uh, they can keep coming out and saying all this stuff, and it all sounds cool. But also, every time they come out and say. It's got this, it's got rumble, it's got force feedback, it got all this stuff. I think like you're putting a lot of stuff in there and it's gonna sound like it's almost kinda pricey. But I mean I'm imagining four or five hundred dollars. Yeah, with the stuff they announced it's not like that's gonna be terribly more expensive than systems are right now. Well, yeah. I'm just thinking in terms of like those controllers. It sounds like they're putting a lot of like stuff in those controllers. Sounds like they're going to be pretty expensive controllers at that point. I mean, I mean the controllers Dual- are already pretty expensive. Yeah, DualShock 4 is like 70 bucks. The Xbox Elite controller is $100. $150. $150. Yeah. But that's something, that's an optional thing. Yeah. But still, there are $150 controllers. Yeah. But I'm just saying, imagine if every controller for the PlayStation was $150. No, it would probably be like, one. it would probably be 75 mm. if I had to venture, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I just still cause... have no idea what ray tracing is. Uh, it's like light tracing that's specific on like surfaces instead of off of pixels it's i don't know what any of that means sciencey shit that means that uh light will look nicer and natural yeah so it'll be harder to tell the difference between a game and reality in in a way which could be pretty cool like i think where you'll see it the most sports games i feel like sports games are the easiest one to do that kind of stuff to like make more natural lighting Mm because you don't have to do all these weird shadows or whatever you just put one like fixed light source of the sun and that's like that's it right Uh, and those already like they put so much work into the lighting on sports games to make it look and feel like you're watching a sport on tv that uh i feel like that's where you'll see it first to be really noticeable like whatever that first show is on ps5 so 
what show 2021. Um, I bet you'll really be able to see like what the ray tracing and lighting can look like in that game because I feel like that game is going to be the first the one that really implements it well. Yeah, because it won't be uh, it won't be available at launch, so you get a couple months in of you know a couple extra months of dev time, and obviously they're a Sony first party company, so they've had the dev kits probably longer than anybody to be able to like look at that because obviously next uh, show twenty twenty will be on uh, PS four. But then they've got to already have the dev kit so they can at least have some members of their team looking at it and going like, okay, we know what to do. We, we can kind of jump in with this and we can move assets over and we can make things look really crisp. Um, so that would be something to look forward to for that for sure. But yeah, I'm excited. I just, yeah, give me price. Show me what it looks like. Show me what games are going to be kind of launch window. Uh, I still think we're getting a PSX full unveiling to give a, a full year. Because uh, they did say holiday 2020 is is what they're coming out with, oh, yeah. which is what you know we all assumed anyway. There was no way they weren't going to like come out the same time as Project Scarlet. So, and I think E3 is too late to wait to unveil that like fully. Mm. Uh, so I'm thinking, I'm still thinking PSX in December, right, which so they haven't announced yet. But what we'll do see. you think is going to be the big first party game? That comes at launch. There's always like the one big first party game. Something new. Do you think it's going to be something new? Yeah, I feel like it has to be something that everybody recognizes. No. I think it it's a sequel to Horizon. God, please don't do that. That game was a huge... Like, I know that you don't like it, but that was a huge game for them. Like, that was a really well-received, well-reviewed game that a lot of people played and enjoyed. So, like... I know it's not for everybody. Like, I didn't finish it either. But it's a sequel. It's a recognizable enough franchise... I don't think you'd get a God of War sequel. It's possible. It's the Return of Heavenly Sword. Ooh. No, they can't. They. Uh, That's Ninja Theory. Yeah, I don't think they own the rights to that game. No, no Microsoft owns Ninja Theory now. Yeah, but I don't know who like who owns the like. Obviously, Ninja Theory wouldn't make. The but they game. might. Sony might own the rights to that yeah. franchise. But also, there's no what like that game. While remembered, is not remembered as. Being it's gonna like, be a new thing because I mean they did the same thing with the PlayStation Four, where like the order was supposed to be the big shit and it i mean obviously it that didn't do well game, was it i thought it was no killzone shadowfall was the big launch game for ps4 i thought the order was a uh, launch game no, i think, I think it was like the a order couple months later. later yeah like if the fall was when the ps4 came out the order was like the big spring game I gotcha think. Yeah. uh my prediction new uncharted starring nathan drake's daughter mm. oh wow spoilers <laughs> no it's it's a it's a hit now mm. uh i don't know i don't i like I kind of believe that they're taking a break from Uncharted. Plus, you have to have all hands on deck to finish Last of Us 2. Well, uh, uh, what was the other side one that came out? Lost Legacy. Lost Legacy. Was that, that wasn't Naughty Dog. That was a different company. Pretty I... sure. Yeah, it might have been the people who did the... No. It was Nice Dog. Uh... <laughs> the anti-Naughty Dog. <laughs> No, I still think it has to be something new. I have a feeling it's another studio making an Uncharted game. Uh, no, game uh, developed by Naughty Dog. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was one of those, like... Uh, no, because it was built within the, like, Uncharted 4 engine. I thought like... it was, like, built in the engine, but, like, developed by another studio. I thought oh. it was, like, a Coalition or um, WB Montreal type thing oh, like, no. compared to... No, that's that. what Golden Abyss was. Golden Abyss was, the like, the Vita one. That was yeah. another company making an Uncharted game. Oh, I thought the other ones did that. So I figured it was, like, another studio will make an Uncharted 5 yeah, I just feel like Sony's 
the type that would definitely want to release something that you're familiar with rather than try to get you to buy buy into a new console and a new franchise. Uncharted's well, on a new franchise. Oh, no, no. Um, no, no he's, John's... He's responding to my comment. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah. I'm that's, here too, Joe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, we were talking about things. the Uncharted thing, so I thought... No, but that's, really, but that's why I think it's... I don't think it'll be Uncharted just because I feel like they're, they're taking a break from that franchise for at least a little bit. I think eventually we will get a successor with the daughter. Uh, I don't think that that's right now, per se. Uh, also because I think that they need most of the people... And I know they have two teams or at least two teams, but I feel like it's an all hands on deck to finish last of us two kind of thing, which then comes out in the spring. Then you, you know, you only have 10, you know, 10 months before, not even maybe six months before the PS five comes out. I mean, maybe they're working on both games. I just don't see that happening. Hmm. I would, I'd see it more likely to be a God of war sequel. Cause that's three years later. Right. It came out in 2017. Yeah. Yeah. So that's three years, three plus years after the release of the first God of War reboot, I could easily see it being a God of War sequel. I could see it being a Horizon sequel, which I'm pretty sure that we're getting just because of how well that game did. Uh, I think it's too early for Spider-Man. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if it was Spider-Man 2. I bet you Spider-Man, we get a trailer. Yeah, well, we'd probably get a trailer at like E3 or something like that to be like, hey, you know, if we, if we unveil at PSX, then you get launch games there. Then it's you show more of the launch games at E3, but then you give that last little stinger of like, but don't worry, this is also coming to PS5. So get your PS5s this fall for anticipation to play Spider-Man next fall or mm-hmm. next spring or however it is you want to do it. I also don't know. It's like maybe he has a milestone year coming up where it's like, oh, it's the milestone, whatever uh, anniversary. <laughs> but shut up, Joe. <laughs> shut up, Joe. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I I wouldn't be like I wouldn't be totally surprised if it was something new, but I think it's so much harder to, to buy into both a new system and a new franchise, which I feel is like what plagued Xbox One a lot because wasn't their big thing like Rise or whatever the yeah Rise Fall of Rome and then also like Cameo on the 360. Yeah, so I I don't even know what that game is. So clearly it didn't. <laughs> you don't remember Cameo? No. Do you remember? Yeah, with a K. Yeah, it was yeah. a rare game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nope. It was bad. Yeah, that's why you figured. don't remember. <laughs> yeah, because were there any big franchise games on Xbox One at launch? There was no, there wasn't a Halo. And right? Joe, look up the Xbox One launch games. Yeah, I can't really. I don't think there was a Halo. I don't think there was a Gears. Maybe Forza, but I feel like the Forza was just a re. I think it was Forza Four, right? Uh oh, Dead Rising Three. Okay, so that's at least a franchise game. Uh, so it was Dead Rising Three, Rise of Rome, um, Crimson Dragon, Forza Motorsports Five, Five. Okay, uh, the Killer Re- uh, Killer Instinct reboot. Yeah, uh, Battlefield Four, Call of Duty Ghost, FIFA Fourteen, Zoo Tycoon, Power Star Golf, Just Dance, uh, Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Yeah, but a lot of all those. But those were already ones, out. Yeah, those were out on the 360 and then got ported. Uh, and Loco Psycho. Cycle. Lest we not forget that uh, PS4 didn't really have a big one either. Well, it had Killzone. Like, it launched with Killzone Shadowfall, did it not? Uh, it did. Uh, Knack was their attempt at a large thing, though. Yeah. But, like... Well, that was the, yeah, it was just a new thing for... talk about Shadowfall, like... I honestly completely forgot that was a well, game no, until you mentioned it. No, because Killzone is always one of those things where there's hype and then people play and they're like, oh, yeah, it's just more Killzone. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at least that's a franchise game. Like, I think even if you want to put something out new, like a Knack, you need a franchise game to go with the launch to, like... 
it'd be like if the Switch just launched with one two switch or like snipper clips. Like, no, it needed the Zelda to launch with it. Like, mm-hmm. it needed you need an established franchise to convince people that it's worth spending five hundred dollars or four hundred dollars or whatever it's going to cost. So there like will be Dead ones Rising we've never 3. heard of. Yeah. But that was a misstep, and look how badly the launch... Like, they bungled that launch anyway. With the, and it wasn't a very good game. <laughs> yeah, Force Connect and all these other things. So, yeah. I feel like, you know, at the very least, there's going to be a tentpole game in an established franchise. What that is, I don't know. But, I mean, there's a couple of different options. Uh, I think everything that we know about already isn't is going to be PS4. So, we've got release dates for Death Stranding in a couple of weeks. We've got Uncharted... Ghost of Tsushima, I assume, is probably going to be uh, a summer game for 2020, if I had to guess at this point. And so that way... You that... think they're not just going to push it back and make it a PS5 launch title? Yeah, it's been so long since they've talked about it. They no. might as well at that point. No, I don't think so. I feel like that's you get your one last PS4 game in the summertime. You get a couple of months worth to play that. And then in the fall, this is when you... Rather than putting it out on just PS5, because then it, then that looks bad, I think, because you you've now taken a PS4 game and pushed it to make it a PS5 game. It's like and at that point you're thinking to yourself, it's not a PS5 game; it's just a PS4 game they're releasing on the PS5. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So like, even if it wasn't, even if it was always meant to be the a launch PS5 game, and they were sneakily telling you the very first launch PS5 game a year and a half ago, I did like it still has the stigma of like, okay, but was this a PS5 game or was this a PS4 game that you ran out of time on? And now it's like, oh, guess what? It's a PS5 game. Yeah. I mean, that happens to a lot of stuff. It does. But I don't think that's what you want. I mean, we got um, Twilight Princess on the Switch and the GameCube. Yeah. Breath of the Wild on the... Oh, yeah. Yeah. On the Switch and the um, Wii. You. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, we'll see. But a lot of uh, cool news regardless. I'm still waiting for official confirmation on how backwards we're getting backwards compatibility if we're still getting that given yeah, the, if it's all the way the feel shake-up. like we would have been hearing stuff about it now if it was as good as we wanted it to be i don't know that could be one of those things where you unveil that at the unveiling event so and that way it's like a big, big buzz thing yeah, yeah. so it's like hey we're we're talking about the box we're showing you the box we're showing you the games and guess what don't worry you can play every single game you've ever owned like wow cool then there's a million articles about like Everything we're getting, everything you wanted to get, it's here. It's all there. And Including your UMDs and Vita games. That'd be, I mean, that'd be cool if there was a little slot on there to let you play. It's like your Vita PSP games. games. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be really good. Or like an adapt. I always wish that there was an adapter that I could have bought for like the PS3 that was like like a Discman kind of situation where I just put my UMD in and it let me play mm-hmm. it on the, on the I, TV. I'm always flabbergasted that we don't get things like that. Or like if it had a, an attachment for your PSTV. Well, PSTV is just a it's just a Vita. Yeah, I know. I have one downstairs. Yeah, no, but uh, attachment for the PSTV oh, yeah, for, for the five. PSP. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah that would be cool, but we'll see. It's never gonna happen. No, of course not, because it's not it's not the That's same thing too for far them. Back. Yeah, mm. it's not like with you know Nintendo where they put out like the Game Boy Player on Super Nintendo and the Game Boy Advance Player on GameCube. You know, Sony never cared about merging their handheld and console markets together other than a few years later when you do a remake of a game that was on a handheld right. but i don't see them necessarily doing that that'd be really fucking sick if they did mm. uh all right uh lightning round uh ps4 even though we've got the ps5 on the way still doing updates uh we got version 7 i think 7.0 of the ps4 firmware this week uh that brought along some uh, improvements to parties so if you guys 
play with online parties. It went from being, I think, 8 to 16 people that you can have in a party. Uh, you can also, I think, like export the chat or something like that. Uh, with it, there's like a new there's new chat features enabled within it. Uh, it also brought remote play out of uh, obscurity on Android because originally it was locked only to Sony phones, which like six people own. Uh, so now anybody with an Android phone can do remote play on their device. Uh, and if you have Android 10 or yeah, that's, I was gonna say or higher, but that's the highest one. Mm-hmm. If you have Android 10, you can pair your DualShock 4 with your phone to play remote play. Uh, and if you have iOS 13, then you can now pair your DualShock. Uh, with iOS 13 on your iPhone slash iPad, right? I think it's the same on iPad. Yeah, iOS is always on the, on yeah, the and mobile then, devices. Yep, and it's different on the Macs. So yeah. um, so remote play is expanding out more than ever before, which is good. I want them to really have a focus on remote play because I think that'll be, like, that's how you get this, like, switchness of your consoles mm-hmm. is letting people use whatever the device they want to be able to play their games. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty cool. I tried out remote play a little bit. I have a Bluetooth controller, but it didn't work with remote play, which I was pretty bummed about because it had like an arm cradle to hold my phone because otherwise I don't have anything like that for my DualShock. So while my DualShock did work and, you know, I was able to like move around in the menus, I didn't play anything just because I didn't have anything to hold the phone. So I got to go buy one yeah, of those. Yeah, put like... it on a stand in front of you? Yeah, not on my phone. No. I thought about my tablet, but my tablet's not Android 10, so I couldn't pair my DualShock to it anyway. So there's now there's literally no point. Because um, I have you know a tablet with tablet stands and I could do that, but not the same. I didn't like the on-screen buttons because they're placed really weird. Like the directional pad and the face buttons are all placed where you'd think they'd be. Yeah. But the triggers are like up top on the screen though, so it doesn't, doesn't, weird. Yeah, it doesn't feel right. So um, that stuff's pretty cool. So if you are at all interested in remote play, you can update the PS4 to the newest firmware and uh, download the remote play app on your Android phone or your iPhone and pair your DualShock with it. Uh, lightning round stadia is talking about how they're going to combat lag joe you want to tell us more about that uh i'd like to but i'm still kind of confused by what the hell they were talking john about. you want to tell us more about that uh so they were talking about a forward latency thing um which apparently will run frames faster when it's knowing it's going to be having some lag so it's gonna preemptively know when servers are running slow to help come like combat that I yeah i mean i don't understand how that I, the logic is there. I don't know how it works, though. Like, I don't know how it knows that like your latency is going to run down. Maybe if your ping starts spiking up, they just start running the game faster. So um, what it says is they're using Google's negative latency system to act as a counter to actual latency via streaming. Uh, described as a buffer of predictive latency, the Stadia will run lag mitigation via increasing the frames per second to reduce latency further uh, or predictive button inputs. So it's going to... Increase the frame rate to cover up the lag and also use predictive AI to determine what buttons you were going to press to counter the lag. Sure. Which I don't really understand. Yeah, it sounds very much like they're playing the game for you. That's what everyone was saying, like, in response to this. I keep saying people saying, like, I want to play the game. I don't want the game to play for me. Uh, this is also something that said is going to come down the pipeline. I think they said it's going to be like two years, or well, within two years, they said that it's actually going to run so well that it will play better than consoles. Uh, like it'll, you'll have actually less lag and like less input problems than anything else because it's just going to be doing this all the time in the background. Yeah. Um, we'll see a Stadia still around in two years. 
Well, it will have to be to implement these things. They won't shut it down before they implement this. That's yeah. what. They're going to put it out right at the end and be like, yeah, yeah we're shutting down. Well, I think it's... We did it. They're we're going done. to be doing this initially, but over the next two years, they said it will be as improved so much that it will actually be better playing on Stadia than it would be to actually be playing like on a localized um, like PC. Mm-hmm. Which makes no sense to me. Guys. There's no lag on a disc. That's what I'm confused by. Also, that's why this whole thing kind of made me like scratch my head, going like, I kind of understand what they're getting at, but I don't know how the hell it works. Yeah, yeah, it's above our pay grade. Yeah, but I mean, I'm, we're getting paid. I still have my. Uh, well, no, our pay grade is nothing. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so literally everything is above our pay that's grade true. at this point. Uh, well, I mean, but if it's below our pay grade, though, that means they got to be paying us because <laughs> we're getting nothing. No, but they can get less than nothing. Those are the uh, we could be to... charging something. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, I mean, I still have my pre-order, so I'm still... I intend to... away, right? Yeah, I intend to keep it. I want to get Destiny. I'll probably get something else on there. Maybe like Windjammers or something, because that'll be cool to like play on my phone whenever I want. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, like I'm... I'm still down for this. Like, I'm still very much... Uh, I didn't pre-order it. I'm still intrigued. I'm not, like, against it in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. I, I hope it does well because it's an interesting step. Um, but I also am, like, trepidatious about it because, like I said, part of me thinks, like, this will be a flash in the pan kind yeah. of thing where, like, they'll put it out and be like, hey, here's the thing. And then uh, eight months from now, they're going to be like, yeah, no one's using our thing, so we're shutting the service down. Yeah, yeah, like I, I get a kind of a Ouya vibe. Mm. Yeah, I mean that was I different because that was like that was different because that was Android based and it. Was... I mean, you're just playing apps on your TV. And it's like yeah, that's the point. But it was... it was a big hype leading up to it. Yeah, uh, and obviously squandered that hype away. This is different because it's Google. I think, like at the very least, like I'm still intrigued enough to keep my pre order because while I may not buy every game that I buy on Stadia. While I may not play Stadia with any like regularity, like at the very least, out of this deal, I'm getting a couple of months to try it out to see if it's worth my time to see if I do enjoy it. I'm getting a controller that I'll be able to use on other things. On other things, like I'll probably You're be getting able to, the Google Home, the Chromecast or Ultra, Chromecast, whatever that like plays 4K Chromecast stuff. So like at the very least, I'm getting a feel like a good enough deal. The the controller I could probably use for remote play down the line if they shut this down for the PS5 and beyond. Yeah. So. Like, I feel like I'm getting a good enough deal here where I'm willing to keep it, even though, like, I'll try out Destiny 2. I never played that game. Like, I'll, I'll give it a shot. I've gotten it for free before, but never been intrigued to try it. Like, yeah, I have a disc version for free. Yeah, well, no, I I got the digital download version for free, too, um, from some other thing that they were just giving it away. So, I don't know. I'm still, I'm still willing to give it a shot. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see uh, what that comes with in a month or so. Um, speaking of things that are coming in a month or so, uh, Doom Eternal is no longer coming, is being delayed in a, a month, month or, or so. two, <laughs> um, to just finish up polish and all the normal things that you delay a game for. Uh, they just, they want to make it right. They want to make it just a little bit better than they think that they'll be able to by the time the original, what was it February date rolled around hmm. and now it's coming out in uh, March of 2020. They're trying to add in the lore from the Doom Annihilation movie. There you go. Yeah. You can't let That's that go by the wayside. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta get all those codes sorted. Stiff the, put those in the boxes so they need a month to do that. Yeah. That's yeah. fair. You guys sad about the delay of Doom Eternal? Are you looking forward to this game at all? No. I uh, I played the first Doom. It's very I, orange. I, I recognize why it's good. I recognize why it's popular. I just felt that it got incredibly repetitive very fast because it's just 
non-stop fast-paced action which is fine like i know why that's that's good um but for me i was just like sometimes you need a breather you know when you're playing a game yeah uh you need to be able to like put the controller down and like you know Walk not away. have to worry about a thousand monsters swarming you in an instant kind of thing yeah um so like i was like okay this is cool i, I kind of get it i know why it's fun but i didn't finish it i only played the first two levels i think um, so I'm not really interested in this one, but like I said, I recognize why it was a very popular game, and if they're taking time to polish it and make sure it's just as good as the first one, it's a good move. Nice. Uh, all right, lightning round from one spooky game to another. Uh, we're getting the return of a franchise that we thought was super, super dead. Yeah, remember uh, PT and the the big uh, surprise at the end where you found out it was going to be a new Silent Hill game made by Hideo Kojima. It was a big deal at the time and everyone was like oh yeah new silent hill this is gonna be great you mean death stranding well originally yeah uh, it's gonna be guillermo del toro and norman Reedus. Norman Reedus. And, yeah um and they all moved down to death stranding and then everybody got sad because uh you know the, that ended up getting canceled and eventually it kind of became what death stranding is at this point um and everyone kind of thought like oh shit we're never going to get another silent hill game at this point i we have a feeling are, is it, you're leading up to the fact that we're getting another silent hill game yeah we're getting another silent hill game everyone oh, was super happy to find out that a new silent hill game was coming sweet what, what console is it coming to uh, it's not coming to any console uh so it's coming to my phone uh no it's not coming to your phone neither oh it's coming to casinos because the new like silent casinos. hill game is going to be a slot machine game oh, sick oh, oh okay um how? It's going to be a slot well, you machine put, you, you put money in. Well, first you put in your rewards card. Uh, then you put money in. Yeah. And then you press max spin. Uh, and then it spins. And if you win, there's probably like a zombie on the screen that you'll kill. That's how. I would assume. I can't wait for the narrative to this. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have to put in a lot of money to figure out that narrative, though. <laughs> it's going to cost way more than 60 bucks. You better hope you win the You're gonna have to money sit to in, be able to keep uh, playing. Smoke infested rooms. No, not necessarily. You can't smoke in every casino. Uh, you'll be able to get free drinks, though. That'll be pretty cool. I'm going to get carded like seven times in, in an hour. Yeah, just go with Joe. So that way he looks 75 and you look 17. The only time I ever went to a casino, I got carded three times. And one of the times I got carded was by a dude who was definitely younger than I was. Oh. Yeah. That's a good thing, though. They all think that you're much younger than you are. I also wasn't drinking. Like, that, there was no drinks around me. No, but that's not why they're carding you. They're carding you because you're in a casino and you need to be 21 to be in a casino. Not the arcade. What do you mean not in the arcade? Like I, I was in the arcade. And you got carded in the arcade? Yeah. That doesn't sound right. Was it? Are you sure they weren't slot machines surrounding you? <laughs> no. I was playing a pinball machine. <laughs> These arcade games are weird. They give me coins back. <laughs> well, when, the, when I hit all the, uh, the bumpers there, I, uh, I, got, I got tickets. I didn't get tickets. I got uh, a voucher. Real money. I got a voucher for 20 bucks. That's... I remember when I was a little kid and I went to the casino, uh, there was one coin, uh, dollar like coin machine. You put the dollar in it gives you the coins. Uh, the change machine yeah. uh, that was busted and it gave you five quarters for every dollar you put in. Ooh. And like me and my brother and like our friend thought we were like getting away with something. <laughs> we were like, Oh my God. Like we figured out the system. <laughs> we, we beat the system. We're making money off of this. Yeah. And we're like going to our parents going like, give us fucking dollars. <laughs> give us dollars. Yeah. Cause we found out if you put in like a five, it doesn't give you five extra quarters. It was only for some reason, a dollar oh. and none of the other coin machines did it. So we thought we were like bandits robbing the casino. <laughs> you technically were. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we were. Yeah. I, he, he just missed a big sign on the side because he can't read. 
uh, that said like five coins for a dollar, like special value or whatever. On no, that it was one it machine. was it was in a bank of coin machines. There were like oh. three of them in a row, and only one of them for some reason gave you five quarters for a dollar. Yeah, so there you go. So you we were, tested it out on the other ones. Just you were to make technically sure. stealing from the casino. Yeah, so I made out with like a cool like. Two. <laughs> yeah, like two dollars and quarters out of the deal. Sweet. So is this slot machine coming to America? Uh, actually, I don't know that. That's a good I don't question. think that gambling is legal in Japan. Uh, well, they they called Tell it that like to pachinko machines. It's a four wager slot experience. Ooh. Which I don't. That sounds like weasel words to me. Sounds like what? Weasel words. I've never heard. I that. think this is never heard the term reason. weasel word. No, it's like a way of saying something that skirts around the actual thing you're trying to say. You've never heard that turn of phrase ever. I think oh. it's just Joe phrase. No, it's a, it's a word. It was well, two words. It's a term. Yeah, no, I've just never heard it. Yeah. Well, Pachinko technically isn't gambling, but wink, wink, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> you pay money for the balls. Well, it's then like... you get prizes with those balls, and then you sell those prizes next door for real money, and that's the way of skirting the machine. Yeah, wink, wink. Yeah, wink, wink. Yeah, yeah like so. We is... were talking about this earlier, yeah. or yesterday when you were explaining to me how prostitution works. Yeah, yeah. soaplands, which is what I was telling Adam earlier. Too. Oh, okay. I, to be fair, I didn't ask about this in case anyone is wondering. This was just thrust. This information was thrust upon me. <laughs> it's not like bad information, though. Like this is just. The I thing don't want to hear about how to get a prostitute in Japan, John. It's so you don't accidentally buy a prostitute. Gotcha. In Japan. That's true. This is forewarning. Gotcha. You're just you're like going there, like I just want to rent a hotel room for the night. I'm so tired. What is this woman doing here? <laughs> uh, probably but, uh, a robot. This this also isn't the first time. Uh, there was also a Silent Hill themed pachinko machine that came out in 2015. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, right so, after the Silent Hill, the PT, PT Silent yeah, Hills. Thing. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I mean, you know, we're never going to get another Silent Hill game. It sucks. Maybe if the slot machine does well. So if you go out there and, you know, put your money into the slot machine, gambling. then don't uh, encourage that. Well, gamble, no, there's an, there's, gamble all your money away. Don't encourage any of that. Listen, go buy scratch offs. If you have a trouble, there is a hotline. You can download an app called Game Sense, which we just saw Yeah, we TV. just watched a commercial for it earlier. That was like, when it stops becoming a game, when it's no longer a game or the game's not fun, it's time to give it up. Like, use Game Sense and call this hotline to help with your gambling addiction. So, also, you can sponsor this podcast too. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're taking on all comers here. Um, but yeah, yeah, maybe if the slot machine does well, then they'll see that there is a real need for a new Silent Hill game, and that'll come to consoles for $60. that'll be fucking loot boxed and <laughs> yeah, you know, gamer game uh, gambling. Yeah, you know, console games. Yeah. Uh, all right, lightning round. Uh, World of Warcraft is back, obviously, in a big way with WoW Classic, which has been out for a few months now. Uh, but that doesn't mean they're done updating WoW old. Uh, Wait, what? Well, because it's it's old, like it's uh, it's long running. Is it like Coke it's Classic aged. and New Coke? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, it's the same thing, but uh, but different somehow. So, World of Warcraft is updating the long running aged World of Warcraft as opposed to World of Warcraft Classic. How are they doing that, Joe? Normal lore. Uh, if you're uh, still playing WoW right now and not boycotting it, um, and you're a nerd, <laughs> uh, they they're adding two new races to the game. Uh, so fast you're... and slow. <laughs> 150 cc <laughs> and micro machine off-road <laughs> uh so for the newest update of the game you're going to be getting uh, two new races of the game uh it's going to be the volpera and the cyborg mechanomes cool. yeah so um i mean these are very clearly just reskins they're the kind of lazy new races that they add to the game 
Um, the mechanomes are clearly just gnomes, but now they have a robotic skin over them. Dude, what are you talking about? All gnome lives matter. Don't <laughs> uh, <Donut> races. <laughs> and the uh, the other one is the Volpera, which are like little fox people uh, that are clearly just reskins of the goblins in the game. They have like the exact same physical bone structure and everything. It's just now they're tiny little furries. Um, so. Uh, Okay, I, I'm sure the people that are still playing World of Warcraft are excited about that. Especially uh, the furries. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm kind of surprised Is because... Is there anything for gnomes? Gnomies? There's gotta be. I mean, there's a fetish for everything, so... Yeah, Rule 34. Yeah, I think they're called short stacks, actually, is the fetish for that. Um, Pancakes? Yes. They're short, That's but only stacks. when they don't ident- identify with one gender. Pancakes? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it took you forever. It took me a second, but I got it. Yeah. Um. So, uh, but isn't there like a new? <laughs> Joe, you're so slow. <laughs> isn't there a new expansion? We're definitely getting fired for this episode. Yeah. Isn't there a new um expansion coming out, or did that come out? Wasn't there a new expansion for what? Like an actual expansion for WoW? Yeah. No recently. Like, Maybe three or four months ago. Oh, was it? I wasn't sure if it had come out or didn't come out. But I'm surprised that this wasn't part of that. Like no, this is something that's coming out. Wow, classic came out. Okay, yeah, I think that's right. Um, so I'm surprised that this is just something that's kind of being added with an update, as opposed to being like a part of an actual expansion launch. Because mm-hmm. normally they save that kind of stuff for the expansions. Like you got the Pandarians for Miss of Pandaria. You got the um... the hmm? Pandarians. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> You got the. Uh, I'll go sit in the court. You can leave me now. Stop. They got the uh, the whatever the Death Knights for like the other expansion that came. Yeah. From. So usually these things come uh, with the expansions. There was the other one that added like the werewolf people and another race. I forget what it I was. Don't know, the I'm Blood so Elves. Of... Well, Blood Elves were old. Like. No, Night Elves were the original ones. Blood Elves were added later. Yeah, on. I think it was like Cataclysm now. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. normally the races editions are added as part of the. Uh, those expansions yeah. so i'm surprised that this is just kind of being like tossed out there with a regular update but like i said they're lazy they're just reskins yeah. i'm sure they were super easy they don't have to like redesign all the armor sets because they can just make the armor fit onto the body of the ones that pretty much already exist um but uh, uh cool i guess i mean i haven't played wow in so fucking long but i'm sure there's still people uh, also it's i wonder how many people have transferred from wow to wow classic at this point to make it worthwhile yeah maybe this is their their draw and be like hey there's extra stuff for you and like og wow now <laughs> yeah everybody like left wow or left for wow classic and they're like oh fuck nobody's playing regular wow now we gotta sell them mounts like we gotta get people back to the one where we can sell them crap mm, yeah i was gonna say there's no difference really you're still paying the same monthly fee to access both but yeah if they can't buy the add-ons and stuff then yeah well, yeah. and then also, I think WoW Classics, the draw is that, like, WoW is super convoluted, and also their places don't exist anymore yeah. because of the lore that they want to go back and play the way that yeah, things cities, were before. like, cities and areas mm-hmm. were destroyed and right, everything right. throughout the different expansions that have come out along mm-hmm. the way. Yeah. There you go. All right, uh, lightning round. We've had a lot of shakeups at a lot of places. Uh, we've got another one. Someone else is leaving, but not from one of the studios or companies that have left before this uh yeah last week we talked about all the people leaving uh sony uh and now it's microsoft's turn to lose somebody 
They're just always Phil trying Spencer. to copy Sony. You know, I just really hate how much of a copycat company they are. <laughs> Phil Spencer? Uh, no, no. We'll, we'll never be rid of Phil Spencer. And he's the one that got the tattoos, right? Yeah. Yeah. His, the Halo, 3 his tattoo. Halo tattoos and his fake Grand Theft Auto tattoo. Uh, but uh, Mike Yabara, I think that's how it's pronounced. Y-B-A-R-R-A. Yabara? Sure. Sure, why not? Uh, he is the Xbox uh, vice president. Uh, and uh, he also announced that he will be relieving the company uh, after over 20 years of working there. Uh, his uh, tweet went out saying, after 20 years at Microsoft, it's time for my next adventure. It's been a great ride uh, and Xbox. Oh, it's been a great ride at Xbox and the future is bright. Thanks to everybody at Team Xbox. I am incredibly proud and w- of what we accomplished and I wish you the best uh, more soon on what's next for me. Super excited. Fuck you uh, so all, it looks like he's at least leaving on his own volition. It's not a weird kind of quasi-possible coup going on over yeah. there as of what was going on at uh, Sony, which I still never heard anything else about any of that that was going down. Just people nope. leaving. Yeah. Um, so, uh, once again, seems weird that this is happening like on the verge of a new console coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've heard less about the Microsoft stuff than we have about the PlayStation stuff. So maybe he's just saying, like, eh, I'm not waiting around for this stuff. I to... mean, he might be wary of the launch, too. Being right. like, well, if this come out and it bombs, I could lose a lot of money. So I might as well just leave now and try and find something else. Yeah, that's what I was Jumping saying with the shit. Sony thing. Like, yeah. getting, like, cutting, you know, cutting ties before things go right. wrong kind of thing. I don't know. Uh, it, his seems more like it's just time for me to retire. Yeah, yeah. he's been in the company for 20 years. Mm. But, um, yeah, I mean... Godspeed. There you go. Best of luck in the future. future endeavors. Yeah. Uh, lightning round. Uh, we got, you know, some unexpected news uh, from the world of Marvel's The Avengers, uh, the new Square Enix Marvel game. Obviously, we got a lot of game details uh, in the last couple of weeks. Kamala Khan being the uh, protagonist of the game is the person that the story moves through with reuniting these fallen Avengers. But we got some updates in terms of merch. Joe, you want to tell us about the merch? Uh, yeah, uh, they announced a line of Marvel Avengers action figures coming out for the game. Um, they are going to be part of the Marvel Legends line, so it's not like it's a you know a very specific original thing that they're making. Uh, Marvel Legends, they come out with new ways of it all the time, yep. usually in coalition with um, certain events like movies always get their own line of things. And yep. now it's no different with the video games, because we're going to be getting a line of event- Marvel's Avengers games, or Marvel Avengers Figures. Not Marvel, or yeah, figures. Um, they've only shown off the first one so far, which is Iron Man. Like I said, everybody else is going to be getting a figure uh, over time. Yeah, the uh, Iron Man looks pretty cool. Yep, they're part of the six-inch line. Um, traditionally, the game-verse stuff that they put out that are like video game-related were 3.75. The first one that came out that was a six-inch one was the uh, Marvel Spider-Man figure. Yeah, which the is a one with, like, the white, The white uh, spider. Spider symbol yep. on the chest. Um, the, the Iron Man figure looks cool. Um, yeah, I feel like his torso looks very long, which is kind of weird I think to you me. Just might be used to the Japanese ones. Maybe that's it. Where um, they're like super posable, so their uh, torsos are shorter. Hmm. But uh, Adam, you're the big Marvel Legends person. Like, I we, am. We are sitting here <laughs> with a gigantic shelf full of Marvel Legends behind us. That's right. There's a whole lot of Spider Men's on that but on that shelf. Iron Man's not your. Your jam though. No, but he's. Yeah, I got. Well, I got a couple down there on you the do? bottom shelf. Oh yeah, Joe. down there. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got my Iron Man shelf down yeah. there. Don't you worry. Uh, I mean, that looks cool. I don't think I'm gonna get that one. Yeah. I don't think I'm gonna go try to get this whole line. 
Uh, I, the, what if you really like the game? game? Yeah. Even if I really love the game, I don't. I'm not going to necessarily want a like an Iron Man figure or Black Widow figure for the game. You or... wouldn't want like just an Avengers like yeah like shelf cap. The no, Iron like Man, I might buy I might buy cap like well, yeah, to go on my cap, cap shelf. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I might buy individual characters from that line. Right. But I'm not gonna go get the whole team. Hmm. Like I've never gotten a whole team of any of the like movie ones. I got like the Secret Agent Steve looking movie one. I got the three pack that came from the Civil War that came with the Spider Man and the like and Iron Man and Captain America. But like I don't. I usually only get the big waves of the comic book figures, just because like that's what I think look the coolest typically. Yeah. I don't have a ton of movie ones. Hmm. So I don't yeah, envision. I, uh, I avoid the movie figures for the most part. <clears throat> I buy um, the like the Spider Man and the Iron Man figures because they still at least just look like Spider Man and Iron Man. Yeah. I don't like buying like the Captain America ones Chris or the Evans. Thor ones because I'm just buying a yeah a Chris Evans and a Chris Hemsworth figure at yeah. that point. I feel like when it has their face on it, I'm not a big fan of that. No, because I'm even looking right now and I don't see. A lot. I have a couple, like, I have the Tom Holland, like, Spider-Man one because it came in the three-pack mm. that I got on my clearance. And I have an Amazing Spider-Man 2 figure on that shelf somewhere, but I got that from you. So, <laughs> uh, that was just like a, you gave me a bag of Spider-Man figures Spider-Man. at one point. Um, but yes, but Spider-Ham's a comic character. Yeah. You know, the same thing with, like, Miles is that's comic Miles and right. it's comic Gwen and... Yeah, it's not, it's not Spider-Verse... Uh, yeah, Spider Ham. It's no. just a Spider Ham figure. Yeah, like it, all my Wolverines, or none of them are Hugh Jackman's face. Like some of the like the caps, a couple of them are the Chris Evans one, but he has a mask on, so I don't even really notice it that much. Hmm. Uh, or at least I have the ability to put a mask on. Um, so I yeah, I don't really go too crazy for any of like the theme ones. Like I have the Spider Man Game Reverse one because it just looks like Spider Man. Yeah. Um, so I might get the Captain America one. I don't really dig that costume though. If they have a bunch of these in the Gamerverse that are different costumes, because like they're coming out with Gamerverse ones for Marvel's Spider-Man PS4 in another wave that are like like the anti-ox suit and yeah, like they, a couple uh, of other the actually, velocity suit. They actually just announced uh, the the Japanese ones that I collect, the SH Figure Arts ones, the like super high detail poseable ones. Yeah, uh, they just announced the Doc Ock suit Spider-Man one. Yeah, they put out a. Spider Marvel Spider Man one, and they announced the Doc Ock one also to go with it. Yeah, so like they're already putting out other figures for costumes from Marvel Spider Man PS4. So if eventually they come out with variants of those suits, then maybe like because I don't really like the look of like the big battle chested like Captain America wearing body armor from the trailer. Maybe they'll you know yeah, SWAT back. Or yeah, exactly. So I like I don't really dig that one, so I probably wouldn't get that. But if there's like if if and when he comes back from the dead, which like I'm pretty sure is going to happen, if he's got some other kind of suit. Characters in Marvel do not come back from the dead. Well, this is they're telling their own story, so they have the ability to change that uh for this specifically. Uh but if that's the case and they there's like a classic looking suit cap that comes out for that game and then they come out with a figure for that down the line, sure. I might, you know, I might pick that one up, but you know, as much as a big of a figure person I am, I'm not necessarily like super down for these. The Iron Man one looks cool, but like, I just don't collect Iron Man figures like that. Mm. So no, we're going to make you buy that collector edition we talked about last week that came with all the stuff. 
now. We're going to make you buy all the figures. You're going to have a special display just for that. We're going to put like a special shelf in the corner of your room that's just all Marvel Avengers uh, merch. Nope. Not going to happen. Can't make me do anything. You're not the podcast dad. That's me. (laughs) Shit. Aha. Who's sitting at the desk? That's right. No, I'm China. (laughs) Do it. (laughs) No. Um, All right. Well, did I miss anything for the lightning round? Not lightning round for this week. Nope. Nope. Cool. All right. Well, that'll do it then for the lightning round, not lightning round, which will do it for this week's episode of the Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast. Remember, you can find the Gamescast every Monday morning at 9 a.m. on Google Play, iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify, unless we're censored now because of this. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter for, until, again, we're censored uh, at Broken Clock Pods. Uh, so let us know what you think of the PS5 upgrades. I'm skipping over anything related to that first story. I don't want to hear your opinions on it necessarily because <laughs> uh, I just that's not – it's kind of out of our wheelhouse. I don't really want to get into a Twitter argument about it. But let us know what you think of the PS5 updates. Uh, if you are excited still for Stadia's negative late- latency, uh, are you going to go gamble at the new Silent Hill machine? Uh, or are you super big into Marvel Legends and will be getting all the Marvel's Avengers toys when they come out? Let us know on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. But once again, for the Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast, my name is Adam. I'm Joe. And I'm Johnny. And thanks so much for listening. Glory to the...